shotgun. Murray, out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Six seconds. Murray heaves it downfield. It's caught! It is caught! DeAndre Hopkins! Miraculous! What's going on, everybody? We're back with another episode of the Coast to Coast Podcast. Uh, we're just doing a little NFL season preview. You know, uh, it's coming up. You know, training camps, you know, starting to ramp up. Uh, and we're, we're also close to the start of the season in fantasy. Uh, what's good? How y'all doing today? Oh, my guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we're filming this early. I mean, not crazy early, but I mean, 9.30. It really ain't. For us, it's early. Yeah, we're just some some crackheads that sleep till like 2 p.m. and shit. But Yeah, well, I mean, I'm like the ultimate crack. I haven't slept like all day or like I, I, I'm up. I haven't slept since like. 46 hours? Yeah. Oh, 20. He's up. Yeah, about 24. I've been up for like 24 hours. Okay. Heinous. So, but enough about me and my and my sleeping uh, situation. We'll just get right into it, man. So, we got to, well, first of all, we'll go through our top storylines to watch for. Some of the storylines that we're really excited to see, uh, you know, unfold this season. The first one is just like Tua's second season. And we're going to get into, you know, guys with a lot to prove. And I think Tua is, you know, should be at top of that list. And, you know, I think it's a, a tad, you know, unfair just because, you know, it's only, it's really, it's, it's only a second season. And for a lot of young quarterbacks, you know, um, they get, you know, two, three, four years to, you know, really like, you know, uh, find their footing in the NFL, but Tua, you know, that's kind of accelerated because, you know, he's a super high draft pick. They expect them to be really good off the, uh, you know, off the gate just because he was so tremendous to Alabama. And it's just really important for him to step up because he's really like the missing piece. You know, the Dolphins are like in win now mode. I mean, they have an exceptional defense, a great head coach. Um, they got, you know, two new weapons for uh, for Tua with, with Fuller and, and Waddle in the draft. And they, they really have a, a solid team, you know, someone that, a team that can really compete uh, in the AFC. So it's really just on Tua. Um, and you know his growth. Uh, so I'll just start with Liam. You know what? You know what are you looking from from two? Are you looking for like just kind of an average season? Just you know, just you know, check down. You know, get some yards. Are you looking for him to like kind of break out like a second year star, like a like a Kyler, or, you know, like a Lamar? Like you know, what are, what do you expect from two a second season? I think we just got to see a lot of confidence out of him. I mean, looking into last season, there was a reason why he wasn't playing as much as he would because he was so passive in the offense which kind of raises concerns of a lot of fans is that even if Brian Flores has trusted him, honestly, we'll get into it in a little bit, but we'll talk about Fitzpatrick. You know, he's a really aggressive go out and get it quarterback. He's going to throw it downfield. He's going to make his receivers, you know, huge deep threats like he did in Tampa Bay and like he'll soon do it in Washington. But, you know, we got to see Tua be able to do that. He's got a lot of deep threats on that team. Obviously, he's got two of the best deep threats in the league. He's got, obviously, Jalen Water, who just came out of college, one of the best, yeah. you know, yards per reception a wide receiver we've seen in a while and then he's also got will fuller who uh, you know he'll have his game or two per year but still had very good uh games last year before going out uh due to ped suspension um i think we just got to see Tua, you know show the willingness to throw the ball downfield to his guys you know i think we got to see him play like even if it's just like to the level of baker mayfield played this last season you know yeah because honestly, he's not going to have the support that Baker Mayfield had, where he's able to have, you know, one of the best offensive lines in the league. Uh, he's able to hand the ball off to uh, two arguably top uh, twelve facts in the league. So we just got to be able to see Tua get to his get through his progressions, get to his targets, and you know, be really confident in himself. Because if he's starting to get shaken up, shaken up when he goes against defenses, you know, like the Patriots, who are going to be a really good defense next year, uh, it's going to be hard for him, you know to really make a name in the league if he's getting startled and stuff. And, you know, they don't really have another guy they can go to. You know, they don't have the Fitzpatrick that they can rest on uh, like they did last season. You know, they got Jacoby Brissett now, who, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a fine quarterback, but he's nothing like uh, Fitzmagic is when it comes to that spark and uh, what he brings to the team. So I think we got to see uh, Tua just show confidence in his ability, you know, keep building on, you know, that he was able to be a winning quarterback in his rookie season. And uh, I think there's some good promise for him out there in Miami. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Jose? Yeah, I think definitely the next step, uh, you know, for this upcoming season is just a lot of maturing. Um, 
you know, figuring out how to really run the NFL offense and, you know, not only to make those big plays, but to make, you know, the routine plays every single time, like make the, yeah. that, that third and eight, like, you know, cross route, make the check down when you need to. Just move the chains, man. Just be like a solid game manager. Yeah. Like I think Baker Mayfield's a really good, um, not comparison, but like a guy for him to kind of model his game after because, he might have like better arm talent, you know, better athletic ability, but Baker is one of the best, you know, game managers and and winners we have in this league. And I think a lot of QBs, especially young QBs can really learn from how he's able to manage the game, you know, and produce wins despite not being necessarily, you know, the most athletic guy out there or you know, the the, the biggest arm, but he's just a smart QB that knows the game and he knows how to win. So I think, yeah, that's really what you need from Tua. As far as stats wise, I mean, if he can hit, if he can hit like 22 TDs and keep his picks under 12, you know, for 35, 4,000 yards, I think that's a solid, solid season. And, and uh, maybe like 10 wins, 11 wins. Yeah. I think yeah, definitely. they're built for that. The problem is he's a young quarterback who doesn't have a really solid run game around him. You've seen guys like, you know, Dak Prescott succeed early in his career because he had a dominant Zeke around him. Even Baker Mayfield, you know, he has the presence of um, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, and even, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo started to come into his own in San Francisco, they had one of the greatest run schemes in football. Um you know, Miles Gaskin's a good running back, but he's not a guy that's going to go out there and get you 100-yard games. The only 100-yard game I think they've had in the last couple seasons was in Salvan Almed, who many people don't even know, had a 100-yard game out of nowhere. Um, it's a really poor run game, and, you know, it's really unfortunate they didn't address it in the offseason, but I think for us fantasy owners, we're super excited to have Miles Gaskin and his receiving ability, but who uh, is going to have a lot of pressure on him when, you know, he can't always just hand it off and Miles Gaskin's going to get him five, six yards on a carry. Yeah, but I think Tua's built for built for it. Like, I mean, we've seen the type of stuff he went through at Alabama. Obviously, the big game that everyone knows, like when he came in for Jalen Hurts. Like, I think he's just built for built for the big stage, and I think he'll figure it out for sure. Yeah, me too. I, I have I have faith in Tua just because. I mean, it's just a weird situation last year. I mean, he was starting and he wasn't starting. He's just in and out of the lineup. You know, obviously, you know, COVID year, not getting that. Uh, you know, those mini camps. Um, and, you know, I, I think I think that, you know, even if he doesn't, you know, pop off for like the Kyla Lamar, you know, um, massive second year jump, I think like you guys, you know, said it perfectly. Like if he just, you know, game manages, he's just solid, like a Baker Mayfield type, um, just moves the changes, does his job. He's like two to two fifty, you know, yards. Like, I think that's enough because the rest of this team is just so talented and they have the defense to back him up. So, um, and, you know, that uh, begs the question, you know, like if the Dolphins make the playoffs with two is, you know, just kind of average, you know, like a like a Baker, like a like a Jimmy G. I mean, I think Baker's uh, a little bit better, but uh, than Jimmy G. But, you know, do they stay or move on? I mean, I just think it's he's so young. I mean, it's only his second year. I think it'd be tough to move away from him just yet. And I think they're they're in contending mode, but they're not necessarily like super like they're like playoff contenders or like you can make some noise in the playoffs but they're not like you know super bowl contention just yet i think they're still probably a year or two away from from that but uh, so i think that's going to buy him some time um and they, they're not going to move on on from him just yet but you know we, you know maybe in a year or two you know like like i said if they're not in that contention yet and it's kind of you know two is kind of bringing them down a bit then yeah they might have to and it just like makes it even worse like man like you know picking him instead of Herbert. If, if that were the case, if he ended up, you know, not playing up to the level that we expect him to, um, that'd be tough, man. So I don't know. I don't think they move on from him yet. What do you guys think? If they, if he's just kind of average, you know, like, like we were talking about. I, I don't think so. I don't think they can afford to, because I mean, look at the guys they've had in the past year. I mean, the, the last QB they had, not Fitzpatrick was Josh Rosen. And that was a, a dumpster fire obviously under Adam Gase. And then before that, they couldn't really develop Tannehill. Um, you know, we see what he's become now under uh, under Tennessee, but I don't think they can afford to get another guy. You know, two is pretty much the most talented guy they're going to be able to get. And I think they can win with him. They just have to figure out how to get it out of him. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you got to look at it, other quarterbacks like Drew Locke, like Daniel Jones, who've had a lot longer leash. I mean, 
Daniel Jones is one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks in the NFL, averages about a turnover a game, and he's still the guy out there in uh, New York who a lot of people think is going to be the answer for them. Um, then they also, yeah, like I said, Drew Locke, but they just brought in Teddy Bridgewater and guys like Sam Darnold, who's been arguably was the worst quarterback in the NFL last season. And, you know, of course, he had a bad situation, but at the same time, you're expecting to see results out of a guy. Uh, and, you know, they can't really give up on Tua in one season. I mean, I think you've still got to improve on the uh, the offensive line. I think it's a really poor unit. But, you know, obviously coaching comes into it as well. Um, but, yeah, and then at the same time, in this next draft class, there's a lot of, a lot of quarterback talents. There's a lot of guys that are already being, you know, thrown in there in the first round name. And there's not going to be six, seven quarterbacks taken in the first round. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, you know, they're not going to probably get a guy like Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler. But, you know, if they wanted to take a chance on a guy, you know, someone that might fall like an Emory Jones, a Malik Lewis um, there's a, a lot of huge name quarterbacks that they could be able to snag and really turn in the zone. I think there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in the draft next uh, this after this season uh, that are going to go really low that could really turn in the zone. You know, looking for that fourth round, you know, the Dak Prescott, looking for that, you know, obviously to a certain degree, like a Tom Brady, you know, the Russell Wilsons and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's always quarterbacks. You know, every draft, there, there's always, you know, at least – you know, three, four, five guys that you, know, you can all kind of see as, as viable options. So, um, you know, we already we, we mentioned him a little bit, uh, you know, Fitz Magic, you know, going to going to the football team, uh, you know, the Fitzpatrick experience and, and what this is going to look like. And I think I think the, you know, the football team, they're going to have uh, personally, I just feel like they're going to have probably a similar season to last year, you know, like you know, either win the division or get a wild card or something. Um, and Fitz Magic is just going to boast all you know like I'm high on like you know Curtis Samuel is like a you know deep flux guy like scary Terry Gibson even like McKissick is a nice solid like you know stash him you know solid PPR guy if you know if you're in like a deep league or something and I think Fitzmagic just like raises uh the ceiling of all those guys fantasy wise and just like you know real football wise I think he, he's going to be able to get the ball around like scary Terry this will be you know, the best quarterback he's played with. Um, and I'm just really excited. I think it's going to be a really fun year and, like, get some magic in, in Washington, you know, um, with uh, – oh, shoot, who's their coach right now? Ron Rivera. Yeah. With Ron Rivera. Um, of the year, Ron Rivera, man. Yeah, like, just a magical story with that. And I think it's just going to – I think it's going to be a great year for them. I'm super excited. I, I would pick them to, to win the division, honestly. But what do you guys think about the – the Fitz magic experience. I saw with Jose this time. <laughs> I don't know about winning the division. Uh, oh, well, of course you don't. Of course you don't. It's just going to be Cowboys just slinging it all over, just outscoring everyone. But I like, I like the Redskins. Or sorry, the football team. Like the, I'm always going to keep doing that team. Um, obviously Fitz magic, a guy that's like really explosive and can have those crazy games, but it can also fall apart very fast. And, um, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take until they're searching for another answer because Fitzmagic can have a game where he'll go 400 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and the next game it's over, you know, over 12 in the first quarter, and then he's throwing three picks. And it's like, okay, who can we fall back on? And right now they really have, have nothing to fall back on like that. But, I mean – a guy that led the the Tampa Bay offense to one of the most valuable fantasy offenses just two years ago. And even last year in Miami had some great games. So, I mean, yeah, it's exciting for guys like Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, who I think uh, will thrive under a guy that loves to, loves to share the rock in the air like that. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the most well-rounded teams in the NFL, you know, really solid roster throughout Honestly, you know, just looking at the units they got there on the offensive line, have one of the best interior guards in the league, Brandon Sheriff, uh, have a young rising tight end, a former quarterback himself and Logan Thomas, you know, a wide receiver duo who's going to have some of the most chemistry we've seen out of a duo, a high school, I mean, a high school friends and college roommates at Ohio State and Terry McLaurin and uh, Curtis Samuel. Obviously, Antonio Gibson showed a lot of signs of potential. Obviously, of course, looking at that Cowboys game on Thanksgiving Day, had a great day. But, you know, and then looking forward, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick might be getting a little bit overrated at this point. You got to realize he is a career backup. He's never really, you know, had the chance at a, leading a playoff team. Um, 
as far as he did, but he's got to show that, you know, with his age, he's gotten a lot more mature. He knows the game a lot better. You know, obviously a Harvard, a Harvard uh, student himself. Uh, you guys know he's a really smart guy. Then on that defensive end, you know, extremely valuable there. They have a really good secondary that they just improved on this offseason. Um, I do expect this team to go, you know, about 10 wins. I think it's going to be a really scary team if they can get themselves situated. And, you know, if Fitzpatrick doesn't work out, it seems like Heineke's got something with him. You know, I'm not going to say he's a great quarterback or anything like that, but everyone just kind of wanted to gravitate around him. And, you know, if you're playing him at the home field, the people are going to be loving him at FedEx. So I think it's a team that's really going to surprise this year. Um, you know, just got to root for Ron Rivera and those boys. But, you know, if Fitzpatrick can throw some deep balls to Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, those guys got some speed and they can make something out of it. Yeah, definitely. They have like two overqualified backup guys. So I think they should feel pretty good about both those guys in like a kind of transition year where, the, you know, hopefully they end up finding their quarterback next year, either in free agency or, or in the draft. So then I think that would, you know, really unlock their team. But uh, the next storyline uh, I want to get into is uh, Wentz and Indy. I mean, you know, kind of kind of similar to Tua where, you know, you have a team like Indy that is, you know, constructed really well. I mean, they have a great defense. O-lines, you know, one of not the best in the league, uh, you know, I think, you know, kind of decent uh, weapons, you know, probably not, uh, you know, as good as, you know, some of the other teams, maybe, you know, average, below average weapons. But, you know, Wentz, I mean, we saw, you know, we saw it early in Philly. I mean, he was an MVP caliber player and he just, you know, you know, really fell off, whether it's just him or just the injuries around him. He had, you know, terrible O-lines the last couple of years. But I, I think, you know, I think he's going to fall in between, you know, MVP year and then like, you know, all the shittiness that was going on, you know, the last you know few games with him on Philly. And I think if he just finds that middle ground and just, you know, just like game manager, you know, run the ball, you know, make, you know, those third and third and seven, third and eights. Um, and he's going to be scary, man. And I mean, it's an upgrade from, I, I believe it's an upgrade from Phillip Rivers. So, um, you know, that's something as well. And I'm really excited for this Indy team because they are just one of the most well-built rosters uh, in all the NFL. And I'm super excited. So how are you feeling about, about Wentz and Indy, Liam? Yeah. So I think like you talked about the weapons, I'd say Wentz's weapons when he was back in Philly during his like MVP caliber season were better. You know, when he had Ertz, he had Aguilar, who was still doing uh, pretty decent before he fell off in uh, Alshon Jeffrey. But, you know, I think we have a lot of promising guys. I know some of you guys are really high on is Michael Pittman Jr. Out of you. Really like him. I just like, it's just a, you know, a what if kind of, he's just not proven yet. So exactly. I, I, a lot of upside. And I really I believe in Pittman. And the same thing in Paris Campbell going into his third season out of Ohio state, a highly touted wide receiver with a lot of speed. You know, you got to hope that T Y Hilton's coaching up these young guys. Um, but no, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, running back guy committee there. I think, I don't know if Carson Wentz is really going to be unleashed like people's going to think he's going to be. I feel like you're going to see not a lot of, you know, huge deep ball throws and stuff like that. I expect him to be rather average, you know, maybe like 26 touchdowns. I mean, that's not average, but I mean, still pretty decent, like 26 touchdowns. Uh, Probably going to cut down on the picks a lot because, you know, that was a big problem. But, you know, like everyone's pointing to, the coach that made him into what he is, Frank Reich, is now in charge of him in Indianapolis he's got a great offensive line unit so he's gonna have plenty of time back there to sit in the pocket and you know a division that doesn't really have a lot of crazy pass rushing talent obviously the Titans just added uh Harold no they have Harold Landry but they added Bud Dupree from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers so you know not a crazy like rushing force you know especially when you have guys like a pro bowlers and Eric Fisher uh Quentin Nelson Ryan Kelly and Braden Smith out there so I think Philly's – maybe no, not Philly. The Colts are going to be solid, but I still think at this point you might want to give the division to the Titans just for how powered – high-powered offense they have right now. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to take him more than one season to really figure it out. But uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to find, you know, success, at least in some form. And I think he's definitely going to be an upgrade from Phillip Rivers. I think at the end of the day, like, that's what we've got to look back on. It's like, did they upgrade from – you know, the last guy they had. And I think, yeah, I mean, he's only 28, you know, this is his first season in Indy, it, you know, he's had a full off season, but it's one of like 
the heaviest run schemes in the league. He's not going to go out there and become, you know, Mahomes or anything, but I think he's going to be a solid QB. And I think they really believe in him. I mean, I know Frank Reich believes in him, obviously, but I think they really believe in him going forward. And I think that does a lot for a QB's confidence because in Philly, you know, they were so quick to give him the boot once he started to struggle that it was really hard to bounce back from that. But I think, you know, in Indy, it's a much more, it's a much better environment that really fits, you know, Carson Wentz's like personality and play style. Uh, so, so I think it'll be a good fit, you know, maybe not this season, but it, it, for seasons to come, I think he'll definitely succeed. Yeah, definitely. I'll be interested to see if Wentz ends up, you know, kind of their, you know, their franchise guy, their quarterback of the next, you know, two, three, four years. Um, and I'm rooting for him, man. I, I really like Wentz. Um, you know, it was tough to see him, you know, struggle the last couple of seasons, but he is in, you know, a great, great environment, like you guys mentioned, in Indy. And I'm, I'm really excited to see that because, I mean, yeah, like I said, their roster is just incredible. So speaking of incredible rosters, the Rams, um, they finally got their guy. I mean, you know, obviously they went to the Super Bowl with Goff. Goff, you know, been struggling the last couple of years. So they got him out of there and they brought in Stafford, who it's like, oh, you know, Stafford putting up all these amazing numbers, but not getting any wins on the lines. It's like, is it just him? Is it terrible, you know, terrible teammates, whatnot, terrible roster. Well, now it's time. He's honestly, I mean, we'll get to it a little bit later. He, I think, has, you know, the most to prove out of anyone really, like both, both him and McVay, because it's like McVay, it's like, all right, you finally got your guy that can do everything you want to do on offense. And then Stafford, it's like, all right, you're finally on a team that has, like, you know, Super Bowl rosters. So, like, are you, you know, are you one of those guys? Are you really one of those elite guys? And it's just going to be fascinating to watch, you know, whether he's, you know, it's going to pan out or not. And I have really, really high expectations for this Rams team just because, like, it, he should be that missing piece because this roster is one of the best in the league. I mean, you know, Donald, Ramsey, they got great, great receivers. I like Akers a lot. Um, and just, you know, McVay is great as well. And uh, I, I'm just very, very intrigued to see if Stafford really is the missing piece and he can take the Rams back to the Super Bowl. Uh, so how are you feeling about Stafford in L.A., Jose? What, what's your prediction, you think? Yeah, I mean, Stafford, obviously, one of the most talented arms that we have. But I think the biggest, you know, X factor for his success in L.A. is can he take the heat under scrutiny? Because they're going to struggle at points. I mean, every – I mean, they're in the best division. I mean, they're bound to, you know, lose some games to some really great teams that just happen to be in their division. And we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, especially, you know, obviously facing the Niners, the Seahawks, the Cardinals. And, you know, he's going to have a game where they – they don't do that well. And then he's going to take heat from the press, from the media. Obviously we know, you know, Twitter is so quick to flame, you know, people after having bad games. And I think that if he can weather that storm, if he can really like take that on head first and come back and still compete every week, week in and week out, I think that gives him the best chance to win. Um, and I, I think he is, you know, he does have that, that sort of it factor as a QB, you know, obviously he's had so much success, um, in Detroit for the past like 10 seasons but uh, I think he's gonna do it man I think I think he's gonna go out there and do the damn thing I hope so at least me too I, I have faith but I mean they're definitely like a candidate for you know being one of those teams that everyone hypes up and then they you know don't you know don't live up to expectations just because there's so much on them but I, I feel the same way I, I think I think he could do it what about you Liam man I mean like you mentioned Carson one of the most tough divisions in football I want to say it's one of the best divisions we've seen in such a long time because I could see a lot of these teams making a run I think like a lot of people are losing like a lot of faith in the Seahawks but you got to realize they got a top five wide receiver duo out there in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and got got, Russ, man. you can never count Russ out. and a guy in DK who's just going to keep succeeding as a guy who's got all the physical tools to do everything and a lot of really good defenses you know the Seahawks began to came on at the last set of the year but, uh, you know, Arizona Cardinals, they added J.J. Watt. Um, obviously, they have another year of Isaiah Simmons under their belt. Obviously, I mean, they did lose uh, Patrick Pearson, but he was beginning to flutter there. Uh, but, you know, you got Buda Baker, Chandler Jones, who's uh, just a couple years removed of being a sack king. Um, <laughs> it's going to be, a, like you said, a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, back in 2016, one of the most clutch quarterbacks we've seen in a long time, eight 
game-winning drives, eight fourth-quarter comebacks, uh, led the league in that. One of the most clutch quarterbacks we've seen. But, you know, he's going to have the bright lights of L.A. on him. Obviously, you know, the Rams are, like, the most popular team in the world. But at the same time, it's L.A. Everyone's going to be shining on him. Something's going to, you know, if anything goes wrong, it's going to be publicized by the media like no one's business. Um, you know, you just got to hope that, you know, the people that have, you know, temper tantrums a little bit, you know, like Jalen Ramsey, don't kind of go off the rails if something goes wrong. Um, but, you know, we got to see that, you know, Robert Woods can really become that wide receiver one because he hasn't really had wide receiver one stats to this point. And a guy like Cooper Cup's got to show that, you know, he can return to that elite slot form. And then the young guys, I think, is where you got to look at the most. You know, Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell, who they selected out of Louisville in the draft this year. Um, Van Jefferson showed a lot of promise, and a lot of people are excited about Tutu Atwell. And Tyler Higby now assuming that tight end one role after Gerald Everett departed to Seattle. Um, it's going to be a crazy division. It's going to be one that I'm almost going to watch every single division rivalry game in this one because – it's going to yep. be crazy. You know, you got Kyler Murray, who's a guy that I think has a good chance at winning MVP this year. And the Niners, you know, fully healthy. You know, what happens when they unland, uh, you know, let go of Trey Lance and let Trey Lance go out there and go crazy. Uh, and then obviously, like you said, Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm super excited. I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a great season. You know, I'd love to see him come up to an MVP award. I think that would, you know, bring everything full circle. Uh, that's gone with him. But it's been a couple of years since I think he's really been considered an elite quarterback. I'd say about 2016, 17-ish was the last time, you know, people were really wowed by his statistics. But, um, you know, this man had four, uh, 41 touchdowns and 16 interceptions on 5,000 yards in his third year. You know, he doesn't have a Megatron like he did when he was back in Detroit putting up those numbers, but he's got a really good – he's got one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the league. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, let's just get into that. I mean, the, you know, battle of the NFC West, I mean, four teams that, you know, if you relocated any of them I, in any of the divisions, I think they'd probably, you know, one of, if not probably the favorite in all the other divisions. I mean, you know, these are four of the best teams, you know, not really just in the NFC, but just like the league itself. I mean, it's, it's going to be insane. I mean, like, I think personally, I think it goes like, I think my prediction, I think it goes Rams and then Niners just because, like, you know, injury concerns, but the coaching's great. And then Seahawks, Cardinals is tough because I think Cardinals might have a more well-balanced team because they upgrade that defense, but their coaching's just, like, way, way worse than any of the other three. I'm not a big, you know, Cliff guy. Um, so I think you could flip-flop, you know, Seattle and, and Arizona, depending on how you feel, but – it's just going to be crazy, man. I mean, like, can, can, all, four, can all four of these teams make the playoffs? I don't think so. No, I think only it has three. to be three, right? Yeah. I like, think they all win nine games, though. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they're going to be beating up on each other. And then, you know, I think, you know, they should be favorites in most of their other you know, schedule, match, schedule matchups. But what do you guys think, man? Like, you know, who do you guys think is coming out of the, this crazy? I mean, like you said, like one of the – most competitive divisions I like maybe ever. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, how, how stacked these guys are. So, so what are your predictions, you know, for the NFC West? How are you guys feeling? It's gotta be Rams. I think you gotta take Rams on. Paper I think it at this is point. But I mean, I, you know, I'd love to say the 49ers, but they just don't have that it guy at quarterback right now. Every single guy, people in the, every single other team in this division has that guy that they can really put in put that faith in their hands. Also, you know, we love Jimmy G, but Jimmy G's not a guy like Russell Wilson that can scramble out the pocket and make a play when he needs to. Or, you know, like Kyler Murray can or Matthew Stafford, who we've all seen succeed. Uh, it's going to be a lot of coaching that Kyle Shanahan's got to prove why he's one of the best coaches in the league. Um, I think slightly overrated in my opinion, but still, you know, a really tight defense, but it's going to be really close. I think all the, I think the teams are going to be within three, the, First and third and first and fourth place team are will be within three games of each other at least. At least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Jose? Yeah, I think this is gonna be finally the season. Uh I say finally as if we've been waiting for it, but the season where the Seahawks just fall apart. I mean, towards the end of last year, you know. Hot take, but not too hot, honestly, because I, I can see that as well. A steady decline for the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, a lot Ever of since the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Uh, I think they're really banking on that new, you know, that coaching change. And so we'll see how much that can upgrade or downgrade them. We'll see, but I don't think it will really sway too much in any direction. It's not, I don't think it's going to, you know, help them out drastically. It's just the defense, that old line's tough. I I agree with you, Jose. I, I, I think you're onto something. Yeah. Obviously Russ is still Russ, but I mean, I don't know the Seahawks. I just don't have a lot of faith in them, especially not, you know, to win the division. The Niners, the Niners are going to be up there with the wrong along with the Cardinals. Had some great battles last year, but I just don't think any any team can touch can touch this Rams team right now. The most complete team, you know, coaching wise and defensively, offensively, everywhere. The I mean, it's the Rams is to lose at this point, and who knows if they're gonna if they're gonna lose it. Yeah. They just got to step up to the plate. I mean, the Rams, you know, Rams have the squad. And, you know, I think the Niners, like, you know, you guys mentioned, like, the, the only team that doesn't have that solidified quarterback. But I think when you look at the rest of the roster, you you know, you could argue it's, you know, the best in this division just as all around, you know, defense, line play. Um, and I, I'm just hoping that Lance, like, you know, I'm not expecting it to be this year, but I think, like, you know, two or three years down the line, I have full faith that he can be, you know, one of the best QBs in the league. I think he's like that talented and he's in the perfect system. So hopefully, you know, by the time Seattle's, you know, they're already on the decline, you know, maybe they go into like a little rebuild or something. Then the Niners come back, recharge with Lance or back in it, baby. I, that, that's my dream right there. Yeah. I think hot take. I'm going to say the Rams win their first game under Sean McVay versus the Niners this year. They win the opener or just the first game. Just one of the games. They'll, win, they'll split the series one and one, but I think they're winning at least one game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I, I see. Yeah. I mean, like any of these, like I wouldn't be surprised, like the Seahawks, Cardinal, I, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams, like, be, like I think they're just going to beat up on each other. I think they're all just really, and they, you know, the last few years, they've always played each other really close. You know, Rams, Seattle, uh, you know, Rams, Cardinals, Cardinals, Seattle, all great. And then the Niners, you know, whoever they're playing. It's all, it always seems to be super close. And I think there's like a legit, like, there's like a flame in the all these rivalries that they all know how stacked this division is. And I think, you know, everyone comes out and like plays their best when they're playing division, which we love to see. So um, we got two, two, Massive stars returning off injury. Uh, really excited for both these guys. We got, you know, Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, finally returning uh, from that 20 ACL. You know, hoping hoping he gets back to, uh, um, to you know, those massive numbers. Hopefully he gets to be like a fantasy star again. And then your guy, Jose, Dak Prescott returning as well. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, getting back on track to where he was, you know, beginning of last season, he was on that insane, insane pace. Um, and just, I, you know, I'm just praying that both these guys can be, get back to form, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how their teams are going to do, you know, that's that's a little different. But I just hope these guys, you know, come back to full strength. So I'll start with you, Liam. What what are you expecting from from Saquon and Dak? And how, how do you think, you know, do you think they're going to be 100% right away or, you know, take a little bit of time to ease into it? You know, what are you, what are you feeling from from their returns? Man, I know Jose is going to love me when I'm going to talk about this right now. But, you know, a guy in Dak Prescott who was going to shatter passing record by nearly 1,000 yards in the pace he was at. Honestly, he probably wasn't going to go break it by 1,000, but he had a really good chance to break it. You know, a really high-powered offense out there in Dallas, especially when they're all healthy. Uh, big question mark there. But, you know, now they got a guy that they know they have promised in, in Tony Pollard. Aussie Zeke is at his best when he's playing alongside Dak, a guy that I'm super excited about next year in CD Lamb, who I think is going to take one of the biggest jumps in the NFL. Um, Amari Cooper and Aussie Michael Gallup are two very good wide receivers as well. But, you know, I think Dak Prescott, he's got that warrior in him. We've seen what he did in Mississippi State. You know, he's always been that guy that's just going to come back and be fight. So I think he's going to come back and have one of the best offensive seasons from a quarterback we've seen in a long time. I think – the only thing that's going to hold them back from an MVP case is going to be their team record. As far as hard as that sounds, I know Jose is probably pained by me saying that, uh, but I think that's going to be the only thing that's going to hold him back. I think he's going to win the passing yards record, and I think he's probably going to have the touchdown um, round as well for that uh, season. But then looking at uh, Saquon Barkley, 
I don't know. I think they got to have, you know, a two-back system out there because he's just going to get drained. I know he's such a freak of an athlete, but you you hurt this guy. It just shows how much of a waste of a pick it would have been, you know, taking him at number two when there were such other talented guys in the uh, – you know, on the board, you know, they could have gotten a guy in Quentin Nelson who would have built them one of the best offensive line units uh, just for the way he's such a dominant guy. Um, but, you know, I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a, an hour, a pretty decent season, you know, uh, about, I'd say, 1,100 yards maybe in like six touchdowns, but nothing that kind of, you know, blow your socks off. I think he'll have like, you know, a primetime performance that everyone's going to rave about and, you know, everyone's going to overrate the hell out of him. But, I think Dak Prescott's going to show he's the real deal this year. You know, everyone's always hating, oh, like Dak isn't worth all that money. I mean, I think, you know, you could say it's slightly overpaid because I think all quarterbacks, no one should be getting paid $50 million. You got to pay everyone else on your team. But I think Dak's got all the weapons. He's got the protection that he needs. Uh, he's going to have a great season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for Dak to come back. The thing is with Dak, I don't really think he cares about like personal statistics at all. Cause I think at the end of the day, the reason why he was putting up these type of numbers was because he was our best, you know, weapon in helping us win. I mean, he was out there, you know, playing every single down. Like it was like, it was a tie game, even though we were probably down like 20 something points and he willed us back into games by himself this year. I don't know if he'll have the chance to do that just because our defense is, you know, slightly improved. We've got, you know, more, more years together to you know with the with the dc to gel um and i don't think we're going to be in those situations you know where we have to put up 45 points just to win a falcons game you know but i mean i think dak's going to have a good season statistically anyway but i don't know if he's going to go out there and shatter records like that i mean i would love for him to but i think at the end of the day i would rather see you know a, a 10 to 12 win season than a, than a you know, record-breaking season from Dak Prescott. Um, as far as Saquon Barkley, I think he's in, like, a really bad situation right now. He's in, like, it's lose-lose for him because, like, okay, let's say he goes out there and puts up, you know, a great season as their, as their workhorse back and just, like, deteriorates his body so badly, you know, for the Giants team that's not going to make any type of noise. Mm-hmm. Um, or... He goes out there and gets hurt again, and now he probably doesn't get paid like he deserves to. So it's just like it's lose lose for him, and it sucks. It's gonna be a lot of unguaranteed money in his contract. Hundred percent. He's not gonna get. You know, people. He's probably gonna fight for it, but New York would be stupid to give him anything near a Derrick Henry, a Dalvin Cook that you know he has the talent of, but he's not on the field enough. Yeah. Which sucks. He's one of the best talents in the league, and he deserves to get paid. But it's just like the the chips are really falling bad for him. I mean, he's he's getting dealt a really bad hand right now. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, hopefully they can lower. I mean, you guys mentioned hopefully they can lower his workload. You know, get another running back in there. Just uh, you can't afford. I mean, you put too much stock in Saquon, and to you know just. You know, as soon as he says he's ready to go, you give him that bell cow workload. I think it, it's just bound for him to, you know, burn out or, or, or re-injure. That would just be the worst case scenario ever. So hopefully, you know, I think I think your style, I Liam, I think uh, I think that's a solid target for him. I, I, and I think you know, don't ex- I wouldn't expect him to, you know, get those you know massive rookie numbers again. I think. You know, as long as he's, you know, in that kind of stat range, it'll just help their team balance out more because, you know, hopefully, you know, Daniel Jones improves a little bit more. They got Kenny Galladay. Hopefully he's able uh, to just, you know, balance out the offense a little bit more without just, you know, having to rely on, uh, you know, Saquon, just bail him out with check downs and just pounding the ball. Um, so, and, you know, let, let's just get to Daniel Jones real quick. He's in our guys that, you know, uh, have a lot to prove. You know, Saquon coming back for him, you know, his best weapon, kind of his safety net. Then you got Kenny uh, Kenny Galladay coming in. Good coaching staff, and I think, you know, the team's really behind, uh, you know, Judge and the coaching staff. Uh, defense is really solid, and, you know, in a wide-open division, I feel like. I mean, I think – I personally, I think, you know, the football team, you know, probably and should be the favorites, but it's still, you know – the Giants have the talent, and I think, you know, besides the Eagles, really, I think, you know, all I could see, 
Cowboys, you know, just, you know, sling it, shooting their way to a division title, same or not same, but, you know, the Giants, you know, I could see them as well because they got, you know, on paper, they got the talent. Um, and then the uh, the football team, their defense is incredible. Let's see if Fitzmagic, uh, you know, can can do it. But, you know, Jones has a lot to prove because it, it, the division's open for him and he has everything set for him now. Um, and it's really just, you know, kind of like, too, it's just up to him if, it, you know, it, it's really in him or not. So what, what are you guys feeling from Jones? I, I'm expecting just kind of a little bit of the same, honestly. I just don't really have – I haven't really seen much from Jones where I'm just like, oh, you know, like he's shown some flashes. I just – I don't really know. I think he's just, you know, kind of mid, just kind of average. What do you guys think? I think he's got to be able to take that leap to where the team can count on him every single week you know because we've seen these like knickknack games where you know he he'll have a bad game and they'll be like oh he had an an ankle sprain or something um you know these knickknack injuries he hasn't had anything major but you know kind of something to always fall back on for when he struggles it's like okay he's kind of dealing with this or he's dealing with the wrist or something um but we've got to see him be consistent i mean we've got to see him limit the turnovers get the touchdown numbers up. He's got the weapons. He's got the O-line. You know, I don't, I don't see a reason why he can't succeed in this system. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very well-run defense in a wide-open division, like you said. You know, not not too many great defenses in this division, if we're being honest. So I think he can really beat up on some bad teams. Uh, he should be able to beat up on some bad teams, but, you know, only time will tell. Um, I think he's just got to limit his turnovers. That's the biggest thing for him. Uh, especially he's also got to show his dual threat ability, you know, a really sneaky athletic quarterback that people don't realize. But the weapons are ridiculous. He's got, you know, one of the really shifty receivers from the draft in Kadarius Toney, uh, a guy that can win a lot of one-on-one matchups in uh, Kenny Galladay. Austin's still got Sterling Shepard. Um, and then he's got, you know, I mean, he's a joke, but Evan Ingram's still serviceable tight end and Kyle Rudolph. So they have a lot of guys that they can go to in this offense, but I think the offensive line is going to have a lot of eyes on them. You know, we got to see Andrew Thomas build upon that momentum that he had towards the end of the year and not what he had at the beginning of the year when he was looking like one of the biggest busts from the draft. Um, So, yeah, I think Daniel Jones, it's going to be a slight improvement, but I think it's going to be next off season. It's going to be time for them to draft another quarterback. Yeah, same. I just think, you know, they're going to end, probably end up moving on from uh, from Jones, if you know, because it's it's New York. I mean, they they, they want to win now. And, um, you know, he's kind of got a short timetable. And, and this is, you know, this is really here. The division wide open weapons. He's got a lot to prove. And like you said, yeah, turn just, you know, cut down on the, you know, the, the, the bad, you know, lazy turnovers. And I think the Giants are, are in a decent spot. Um, so in our last storyline that we want to get to, you know, I, I talked about earlier some teams that, you know, have, you know, really good rosters overall. Um, and I think this team might have the best roster in the NFL, honestly, just like just overall, just top to bottom, you know, position by position, Cleveland Browns, um, you know, what's the next step for them? What, what's their ceiling? And I think, you know, personally, I, I, I don't see why they couldn't make, you know, not even really a Cinderella run at, to the Super Bowl. I think they could just make a Super Bowl run. I think they're that talented. I think, you know, a couple of things might need to go their way. I don't think they're just like good enough to just, you know, roll through like, you know, the Chiefs or, you know, maybe a team like the Ravens or something. But, yeah. you know, if you get an injury here, injury there in, in these playoffs, and I could easily see this team making the Super Bowl. I think they're that talented. I think Baker – you know, he just, play, I, I, you know, I love, you know, I'd rather not my number one overall pick be, you know, kind of like a, a a little bit better version of a game manager like Baker. But with that being said, he plays within himself and he's really cut down uh, on the turnovers for his first couple, you know, for his rookie season and, you know, just plays within himself, knows his role exactly. He's got, you know, the O-line, the running backs behind him, makes the plays he needs to play and, and uh, just really excited for this team. So I'll, I'll start with you, Jose. Um, what's this team ceiling? Because I think I think it really is a Super Bowl, man. I think this team's that good. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. They really do have, you know, the window wide open for them to make this Super Bowl run. You know, 
they're probably going to need to step it up a little bit offensively, you know, get some offensive firepower, you know, to match teams like the Bills or the Chiefs up there or even the Ravens. Um, but, I mean, I think their, their division games as well are going to be heavily – are going to, like, play a really heavy factor on, um, obviously, their success because this division, you know, it's up there with one of the toughest in the league. I mean, you've got the Steelers who are – yeah. The Ravens have got, you know, a couple years removed MVP Lamar Jackson and the Bengals who've got a young up and comer, you know, Joe Burrow got also a lot to prove, um, you know, a really hungry division. And I think the Browns, you know, they've just got to show that they want it more. I think they definitely have the talent to, to be up there with anyone, um, but they've got to be locked in defensively, offensively. Everyone's got to buy in. You know, it's got to it's got to really be, you know, a full team effort and we can't have any, you know, mishaps, no Miles Garrett throwing a helmet <laughs> like we cannot have because there's always Stay calm, boys. Yeah. stuff surrounding the Browns, whether it's like legal stuff off the field stuff. There's always stuff surrounding the Browns. So you just got to really like get rid of that and really just buy in for the season. I think they can do it. I really hope they do. No, yeah, I think you got one of the best young minds in coaching in Kevin Stefanski. I hope that he's spending the entire offseason planning how to beat the Bills and how to beat the Chiefs because those would be the two teams that have the most problems for him. You know, he's got to be going over all the film, you know, like doing whatever he can to, you know, pick out that game plan that – um what's his name, the defensive coordinator that was the former co- – oh, Todd Bowles. He's got to pick out every single thing that Todd Bowles did that disrupted, you know, Patrick Mahomes Aussie. The offensive line was broken for them, and now they're the one of the best units in the league. But, you know, Cleveland's got a really good pass rush. You know, if they want to put five guys out there, uh, you know, on the defensive line, they want to run a 5-2 formation, you know, they can put Miles Garrett, Davion Clowney, and Tack McKinley out there. It's a really scary pass rushing deal, especially when you have, I think it's going to be a top five secondary unit next year with Denzel Ward, Troy Hill, Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom. John Johnson the third, Ronnie Harrison, and Grant Delpit. You know, a former um, crazy. What's the defensive back award winner? Oh, uh, fuck. Jim Thorpe Award, right? No, I think he won that though. But well, I'll fact check the yeah Jim Thorpe Award. Yeah, the Jim Thorpe Award. You know, a super good, talented safety out of LSU. Uh, I think the main question mark for this team is the wide receiving unit. Odell Beckham, you know, you can't force the ball to him. I think that's been a problem for Cleveland. Everyone's always been talking about let him get open, Baker. You know, it's been so long since Odell Beckham has been that polarizing figure, you know, that he was in New York that, you know, really made people talk about him as one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, You know, Jarvis Landry's obviously a really good wide receiver. I think we're going to see a big jump out of a guy in Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan who showed a lot of promise last year in this couple of games. And obviously – Hollywood Higgins, Rashad Higgins is a really good player as well. But, you know, one of the most complete units, you know, it's assuming that David Njoku, let's say he stays, they have three nasty tight ends. Um, it's got to, you know, even if Baker Mayfield, you know, let's say he goes out with like a finger injury for a game or two, Case Keenum can lead this team to a couple of wins. But I think this is a team that has all the tools to go. They got to believe in that run game. They got to die by that run game, you know, need to go crazy with it you got one of the best running backs pure runners in the league and nick chubb a guy that can do it all and kareem hunt i think this is the team that's going to do it this year i think they got to put all their faith you know in the baker mayfield give him the confidence and stefanski's got to find the game plans working with his defensive coordinator to shut down the high-powered offenses of kansas city in the bills yeah yeah um you guys made a great point about um you know really like the two teams that stand their way just because, you know, two teams that it's hard to compete with them when they get in the shootout because Cleveland's just not really built for those, uh, for those shootouts, you know, the Chiefs and the Bills. And I think they're kind of similar, like the Clippers of the NBA, where it's like the Clippers are one of the best teams in the league, but it's like, you know, do they have enough to, you know, they're, they're looking to be, you know, just a couple of teams. It's the Lakers and like the Nets, you know, that's like who they have to, you know, look, look up to and, you know, game plan for. It's really like they're, you know, they're, they're only comp right now. I think that's the same with the, you know, with the Browns. They just got to figure out, you know, how to, you know, how, how to, 
how to outlast the how to outlast these shootouts and you know just slow them down because those are really I think the two teams I think they match up well with the Ravens. Um, I think it's just those two teams that can slow down Allen, slow down uh, Mahomes. You know, like you guys said, great chance of making the Super Bowl. So um, before we get into our, we'll just do like some rapid fire questions. Uh, we kind of already mentioned like all the guys. We had a you know guys that have a lot to prove this season section, but you know we already kind of touched on a few of the guys. You know, Tua, Daniel Jones, you know McVeigh and Stafford. Uh, so just real quick, do you guys, um, you know, I'll start with Liam. You you guys have any other uh, you know players or even coaches that you know have you know potentially have the most to prove this year? I think you got to put a lot of pressure on Drew Locke. I don't uh, he has all the talent in the world around him. He's got Cortland Sutton. He's got Jerry Judy, who, by the looks of it, fix his hands. This guy's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, KJ Hamler, uh, obviously Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, and Javante Williams. If he doesn't succeed, he's out of Denver. No questions asked about it. Um, otherwise, I don't know who else. I guess I think. You know, we've got to see Baker Mayfield improve. And I think a lot of people have a lot of pressure on this guy, Josh Allen. You know, he only had one good season. He's got to show that he can keep progressing. Consistency, and, yeah. And I don't want to say he's a lot of proof because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but we got to see Lamar Jackson shine out with these new weapons. You know, he's got Rashad Bateman. He's got um, the receiver out of Oklahoma State, Tylen Wallace. Um, he's got a lot of guys. And Sammy Watkins, who will go crazy week one, but – I think we're going to see a lot of those cameras, all the actions can be pointed on those guys. Yeah. Um, another young QB I had on my, on my list of guys that got something to prove. Justin Fields, man, he's got a lot of cards stacked against him. I mean, not only is he facing the, the, you know, the super long lineage of Ohio State QBs that have been failures, like – very bad failures in the NFL. Like, let me just name a couple for you guys. Obviously, the most recent Dwayne Haskins, um, but we've got JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, Troy Smith, Terrell Pryor, Cardale Jones. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's bad. A lot of odds, like, like, like badly against him, and also playing in Chicago. I mean, Chicago's never really had that guy at QB. Um, and he's kind of expected to be that guy just kind of off the rip. Uh, a lot of guys really don't, don't even believe in him, like to start over Andy Dalton right now. And I think that's wild because Justin Fields is so much more talented. And, you know, even if, even if Dalton does start just because of like experience or whatever, I don't think it's long before Fields takes the reins. Uh, and Chicago, obviously one of the most historic franchises in the league. I feel like they still haven't really recovered from the double doink a couple of years ago. You know, they're still kind of like trying to find their footing back in, in playoff contention. Uh, but yeah, Fields, he's got to really prove that he's, that he can be that guy. And I think he can, I think he can. And another hot take, I mean, not looking at a player, but a coach, a guy who signed a massive deal, a hundred million dollar deal over 10 years, you know, former analyst, I'm putting John Gruden on the hot seat this season. If he does not produce, even though it's such a hard division, he's out of there. You know, they 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 blew up the team for no goddamn reason this year. They have no offensive line anymore. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, he's got some weapons. and obviously one of the best tight ends in the league. But I'm cutting – I'm getting rid of John Gruden if he can't bring this team to, you know, anything. Because every year they're like, oh, they're a sleeper team to win the playoffs or something, you know. It's just a poorly run roster, and I think you got to get rid of the GM. You got to get rid of the coach because I don't think they're going to do anything special this year. I think they could win four games. To be honest, I, hot take. I don't think they're going to win much. That's that hot of a take. I mean, uh, I don't remember who said it. Someone on the Steelers last year, they were like, "The Browns going to be the Browns." Who said that? Probably Claypool or someone. Yeah, I think it was Claypool. Claypool or Juju, probably. I I feel that way towards the Raiders, like. <laughs> The Raiders gonna be the Raiders, and that's just like such a, a bad organization that might beat the Chiefs on like a casual, a casual like week five game. But other than that, they're really never gonna make any noise, especially not under Gruden, especially not with Mike Mayock at the helm. Exactly. Yeah. Terrible yeah, and I think. 
Yeah, I think with the Raiders, it's like, yeah, you know, completely deconstructed the roster. It's like, you know, it just seems like they're, you know, they're soon to be in a, a just a rebuild. And I think, you know, if you go into that, do you really want Gruden as your, uh, you know, as your coach to, uh, you know, transition, you know, into that rebuild? I just don't really know if that's if that's the best fit uh, for that situation. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what the Raiders, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really expecting much either, man. Uh, just, you know, it's not besides Waller. I mean, you look around, I mean, you know, rugs, I, I want to see rugs succeed. I think he still has, you know, a lot of potential, but it's just so bland, man. You just don't really see any, you know, any excitement or any like real, like, you know, eye popping talent, uh, you know, on the Raiders. I mean, I like Jacobs. Um, I, I, I think he's, you know, a, a solid young, uh, running back, but it's just, yeah, it's it's a lot of despair, man, in in, uh, in Vegas. So we'll uh, we'll see. So uh, yeah, real quick, we're just gonna go into some rapid fire uh, questions for the for this upcoming season, and then uh, and then we'll wrap it up, man. So uh, we already did, you know, Dolphins with uh, with two being average. Uh, so yeah, just rapid fire. We'll just you know give like a little you know a few seconds blurb or whatnot. Uh, your guys' picks for the NFC West. I got the Rams. What about you guys, Liam? Rams. Rams. Yeah, I, I Rams too. I think, you know, with McVay and with Stafford, I think Stafford just elevates them to, to one of the best teams in the league. And I think, you know, it's going to be close though. They're not going to win it by much, but I think it should be the Rams. And um, one, one quick thing though, we got to see if the defense can still be what they were losing Brandon Staley. I think that's a big thing you got to look at. And especially even a team like uh, the 49ers losing Robert Sala, two big defensive coordinators leaving that to make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, biggest sleeper team next season. New England Patriots. Mm. What about you, Jose? Shit. Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Nice. I got the Panthers, man. I think Darnold, I think Darnold's just like going to get a rejuvenation in Carolina. They got great weapons. Robbie Anderson. You know, uh, DJ Moore, obviously they got McCaffrey. Young, nice, you know, young, up-and-coming, you know, uh, frisky defense. Um, and I like Rule, man. I believe in Rule. And uh, I think I think this is going to be a solid team, and I'm excited to see what, what Darnold can do with the, with the change of scenery. Um, but my take, Patriots beat the Bucks week four in Foxborough. Wow. With Mac Jones at the helm? Is Mac don't Jones – Don't care who's at the helm. I don't care who's at the helm. We're getting that Cam Newton staring down the Seattle defense running out the tunnel type shit then. I'd rather it be Cam. Um, yeah, I would love to see that. that would yeah, just... if, if they get a win, I think I'd rather I'd, I'd rather see Cam do it too. Yeah. Interesting, the Patriots. I, they just, I, like, I like their tight end signings and whatnot. I just uh, I still know about their – I still – they didn't really address the wide receivers too much. I mean, what, they got Aguilar, right? And that was about it. Born? I don't know. It, it's solid. I mean, it's nothing to go crazy about, but watch out for them. One of the best – I'm excited for Damian Harris, though. I think Damian Harris, they probably won't get the bell cow work just because it's Belichick and the Patriots, but I think Harris is going to have a, a, a really good season. Um, next one, uh, preseason personal MVP favorites. What you guys got, Liam? I'm taking K1, Kyler Murray. Jose? Shit. Give me Dak Prescott. Dak. I'm going to come I'm gonna out. Go jo- I'm going to go Josh Allen. Okay. I they just, I mean, I, I it's going to be hard to, imp- I mean, he had such a great last, uh, had such a great season last year. It's going to be you know hard to improve upon that. But I think if he does, and you know, get an actual win or two, uh, I think, you know, should be his. Um, next one, player you expect to take the biggest jump? CD Lamb. CD. Hmm. Not Antonio Gibson. Hmm. Curtis Samuel. Uh, I'm just going to throw all my chips in. I'm hoping and praying. I think it le- could legitimately be. Tua. I can see that. Yeah, I'm I'm going for a base best case scenario for, for Tua. And then uh, last one, team you think will underperform next year. I hate to say it, but Tennessee. 
Interesting. Just got a lot of hype. Obviously, getting Julio. I don't know. The defense did get worse. Yeah. Hot, hot take here. The Bills. Mm. Bills. Yeah. Um, I think – I mean, still in a – I don't know. It's tough. I think even with Rodgers, I think the Packers still take a little bit of a step back because I think – you know, I think with Fields coming in, hopefully the Bears get a little bit better. I think the Vikings are, are going to be really solid. Um, so I'm going to go with the Packers. I got one question, though. I have one on the spot. Who is finishing with the worst record in football next year? Texans. <laughs> who'd you, wait, who, who'd Jose say? I said the Raiders. <laughs> Raiders? I can see that, too. Texans. Um, it has to be the Texans, right? Dude, I mean, if they don't have Watson, they're starting Mills. Yeah. Okay. And they just here. lackluster everywhere. I mean, they won four games last year. Um, but I mean, that was like all Watson. And if they don't have Watson, they lost Fuller. It could be the Jets. Uh that is if Watson doesn't come back, by the way. If I don't know. This is a hard one because I think there's a lot of teams here that could surprise. But um I'll just I'll, I think it's be the Texans. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Hey, best best record though. Best record. They don't have to win, but at all. But best record in football. Uh, I think going in the schedules a bit, but give me Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I think. Think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are gonna come out, and I think they're gonna be pissed. And then they, you know, they upgraded that O line. I think they're just gonna come out like just angry and they're just going to steamroll everybody. I think they're going to have a monster year. I'll it's like that. a lazy pick, but I- I'm going to take that too. I-, I think they have a lot. Of- they got, they're going to show out. We're going to see a Clyde Edwards, a Laird jump. And it's going to yep. be. Yeah. I really like Clyde Edwards, by the way, in fantasy is good. Is, um, you know, ranking is way lower than I think it should be. And I think you're getting a discount on someone that, you know, we all thought was going to be like a top five, top 10 back last year. And I think this is the year I think where that might happen. He's got like a third round ADP. That's it's still pretty well for being fifth ADP last year. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a discount, even though it's still like, yeah, it's, it's just low, way lower than what it was last year. But I think that could be a massive steal for someone. Oh. Um, but all right, man. Uh, you guys got any more? Any more, any more questions on the spot? We're, we're taking it all. Another, another team. Hot take. Jameis Winston's going to surprise a lot of people next year. I hope he starts. I hope so. If, if he doesn't start, I swear to God, I'm, I'm going to go crazy. But I think him and Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is going to go over 1,200 yards next year. Yeah, I, I really want Thomas in fantasy. I think he's going to have massive bounce back here. It should be Winston that starts. Man, I think Hill. Just keep the role that he had. Just increase his role, like what he was doing with Drew Brees. Just give him more plays. I think is, and I think that's the best solution for for their offense. But I want to see James start. Yeah, every year there's a guy that falls off, uh, whether it be due to age or due to injury. Who's that guy next year? Falls off, like because of age and injury. Oh. Or whatever reason, like he just has a really bad season, like just falls off the face of the earth. I'm going with Russ. Mm. Damn, that's hot. Mm. hot. Man. Um, Matt Ryan, I, I'm changing my take. I don't think, actually, no, fuck that. Never mind. I'm not going on that. Excuse me. <laughs> I can't say that anymore. No, I can't do that. I can't go back on my word. Um, I'm rocking with Ryan, Ryan, Matt Ryan. Uh, Derek Carr, I think he's going to regress heavy with no offensive line. Yeah. Matt Ryan's been MVP, by the way, so my bad. <laughs> Matt Ryan? No, he's not winning MVP, but I think he's going to be – he's got a lot of crazy weapons. My yeah, I, I think the Falcons are going to be sneaky good. They could be like an 8-8 eight and eight team. 8-9. and nine. Yeah. I mean, they, oh, yeah, true. I mean, they literally could have been last year. I mean, they were in so many like one position games. Exactly. Um, we're going to have 10 win teams that don't make the playoffs. Yes, we did last year, didn't we? Didn't the Dolphins miss in 10 wins? Oh, the Dolphins, yeah. 
Damn. I'm just trying to think who it, someone might fall. I think Big Ben's up there too. I think I don't care about his damn Tom Brady diet that's coming out. And he's he's effed. His diet is stricter than Tom Brady's. Shut the fuck up, bro. Can you play football or not? And Juju's yeah. gonna uh no one's going to want to sign Juju after this year. I think his antics off the field are just going to piss people off. He's not going to perform enough. Yeah. I'm too fried to come up with, with, uh, with someone right now. It'll, it'll probably come to me like later and I'll like Ready. drop it on Instagram or something. I can't think of anyone right now, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you guys got anything else, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Our, our, uh, 2022 NFL season preview. Super excited. We're super excited to give you guys some fantasy content, uh, you know, coming soon. You know, we're super, super excited. We want to help you guys win your leagues, man. We want to see you guys succeed. We want to see you guys get the, uh, you know, get the jackpot, uh, win your leagues, whether it's 10 team, 12 team, 18, four, I mean, 14, you name it. Like we want to help you guys. So super excited for that. We're super excited for, for the season. Uh, coming soon. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, man, we're going to sign off and uh, we'll be back with another episode, uh, probably Sunday talk, uh, you know, coming up on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, peace.